Hey guys, and welcome to episode 50. I can actually know because I actually have a note. Hell yeah. Episode 50 of Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, I'm joined by my illustrious co host and sidekick. You're not going to say my name? I was going to wait for you oh, to say you your name. Oh, Hunter Van Lerup. Why do I have to announce myself? That's I don't so know. Rude. Something new. Who's <laughs> <laughs> uh, new 50, 50 episodes in? Woo, man, got it. <laughs> Not a nice milestone. I'm yeah. glad I'm mild. Big milestone. 50, 52 comes up soon, and that's yes. the technical biggest the year. And this will be but our Green Lantern. This will be our Green Lantern episode. Yeah, I know. Well, Superman and Media is technically 51, which would technically be our episode 52 because we had an episode zero. Superman and Media makes sense for 52, technically. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. Our yeah. first episode really was Batman and Media. Spoiler alert, next week we're talking about Superman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we are brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down in New York. And I want to start this off before we jump into the news that we are back to normal fully. Woo! Whether it's the store and the podcast, Woo! we're back to normal. I'm so happy that we're back in our normal recording, you know, jive. I mean, if we have to get lazy, we can. Yeah. Um... We're back. The store's back to normal. Thank you guys for supporting us during this entire time. We're not out of the woods yet, but we got through this thanks to everyone coming down and, and buying books and ordering books and, and just shooting us emails and, and, and calling us to place orders. Thank you guys so much. And, uh, yeah, we couldn't literally do it without you. Um, we have some of the best customers. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> honestly freaking do. Customers and friends. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. Let's, uh, Let's start us off with some news, James. Yeah. What do we got? Sorry, man. I got, oh, sorry, my brother's <laughs> calling me. Um, so DC... Uh, no, I thought you wanted to cover this first. I guess I'll cover yeah, it. Yeah, you wanted uh, to talk about DC this. DC postpones Dave Weiselgaz's... I'm sorry for pronouncing your name wrong. And Sumat Kumar's Man Bat indefinitely. It might come out down the line uh, or in a DC digital first, but they said not for a while. So they talked to, to Dave. I think the news broke on Newsrama slash Games Radar or CBR. I forget which one I found it on. But... Uh, Wise Goals said that he wants to continue the book, and DC does want him to publish the book. Right. But they don't know with what the current climate is, like if they're going to be able to put it out, or it might just be in a, in, a, in an OGN. It might be one of those ho- uh, Halloween books that they do every, like a horror book every yeah, they have Halloween. Yeah. So it might be something, but they definitely want it to come out eventually, but there's no current plans for it. So it's basically been canceled, but it's not out of the, you know, not out of the books. Right. So I'm upset because I was looking forward to that because I love Man Bat, especially if you're reading him through uh, Tynan's um, Justly Dark. Right. It is super cool to see Man Bat, you know, hanging about, and I believe it was supposed to be not a continuation of that, but like before he joins the team, but him not being a super bad guy, kind of like a Morbius story where he's like an antihero, but right. he just yells and screams. So I don't think they are going to give him the ability to talk it. See, that's the thing. I. So my thing with Man, Man Bat, um, and I'm I'm watching the uh, Bat, the Batman um, anime series, not not the anime series. You're watching the Batman, the Batman right? yeah. uh, on the DC app right now. And when you look at it, you go, "All right, cool, it's fine." And Langstrom doesn't talk in that one. And when he's in Man Bat form, he yeah, just screeches. He only recently started talking. In some incarnation, he always talked. Oh really? Yeah. Um, because it was the evolution of his of the, uh, the serum. The serum. Yeah. Kind of like lizard. Right. Um, so then that's why I think they went, if they were smart, they would go with the, to not do so, because the problem is like, when you're looking and comparing and contrasting, it's just going to be Morbius. Yeah. It's essentially DC's Morbius, yeah. which is probably what they want to try to do, cash in on their vampire character while, uh, he's on a Justice League team. Yeah. So, I'm upset to see it go, but I understand with the current climate of comic books, what we have to deal with. Yeah. So, 
on to some lighter news. I'll <laughs> cover this real quick too. Okay. Uh, Tim Seeley is hinting at a He Force book, yes. which he which he introduced in the Masters of the Multiverse book that just ended. Yes. In issue six, low key spoilers because yes. he already talked about it. Yeah. Um, a bunch of characters from the He Force were around. Basically, like one of them is a. Uh, one of them's a girl, one of them's, like, a Spanish guy. Like, it's a bunch of different, like, He-Man-style characters, but not from different universes. Right. Like, different genders, different races. Like, yeah. it's the He-Force. Yes. And then one of them, I think, is a Catman, who is based off the Green Cat. I forget his name. Battle Cat, basically. I forget his real name, though. All right. Oh, but, Cringer. Okay, yeah. It's basically Battle Cat, but As a He-Man. with He-Man's body. It's yeah. It's cat. It's anthropomorphic. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, anthropomorphic. He, that's the only weird one. Yeah. And I think there might be a rock He-Man, but don't quote me on that. Yeah. So, um, that type of hint, that makes sense because... Yeah, he's like, maybe they'll come back because right. DC does He-Man books once on a year and now. Off. And they're all canon, by the way. Yeah. They're all canon to each other. Every He-Man book they've put out... That, Except the, the, for maybe Injustice. No, it is canon, actually. It's canon to which universe? The, just, the main He-Man one. Because when you read... If you read He-Man... Is it canon to the Thundercats one, though? Yes. Okay, making sure. Um... They're all canon, so they all are canon within each other. The time, there's a timeline if you read um, the He-Man books. Yeah. Everything's a timeline. So it goes like DC versus... Because like, um, he makes a reference in Injustice. Um, Is versus, Yeah, he makes a reference in Injustice versus He-Man. Oh, he makes a reference. I thought he was referenced in Injustice. Oh, no, sorry. So I was like, no, fucking he, right. No, He-Man <laughs> makes a reference in Injustice when he they go to another universe because they're, they're falling through like, different universes oh, at one point. Oh, say something about Catwoman? Uh, no. Cat people. There's a... Um, a world they end up living there. There's a world they end up in, and it's um, it's a he man, but he's like Superman. Oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, I always wonder what I would have been like if I if I lived in this universe, which is a reference to the DC versus yeah. He Man universe. Yeah. Uh, DC universe versus He Man, which is falls in line and canonically with the He Man story, because it's something that happens in that story that plays out later on in the yeah. series. So every He Man book is canon to each other. So this being the capstone, let's say this is the capstone. Yeah. of the main He-Man books mm-hmm. that it goes, all right, so we went He-Man... Uh, Eternity War. Yeah, He-Man, Eternity War. I know in between DC Eternity Justice War... was in there. Uh, DC versus... It was in between Eternity War and the main He-Man yeah. book. Um, Injustice was afterwards. Thundercats was first. Uh, yeah, Thundercats was first, then versus Injustice. Yeah. Um, now Multiverse. Now Multiverse, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. So that's like, all right, we've capped off the main He-Man stories. Now we can do... More crazy He-Man stuff without being tied to lore, because now we know there's a multiverse that exists. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, I and even reading the multiverse, I believe I believe one of us covered it on the show. Probably me. Uh, we covered it on the show, and it's it's, it's a cool romp through um, the multiverses, showing off all the He-Mans from radio shows, the cartoons, the video games, the weird one where he's in space. Yeah. <laughs> so it's really cool to see a bunch of the He-Mans thrown in there, and uh, Tim Seeley really did a good job. So. He does. Again, I like the book, so... Yeah, next bit of news, super high speculation, Jesus, I here know. we go. So, uh, <laughs> Peters of, of X-Men fame, uh, American Horror Story stuff, um, is quote-unquote maybe of... Ca- maybe He was cast, cast on WandaVision. That doesn't mean anything. He could be cast as a guest spot, which would be one speculation theory that yeah. I have, or he could be a main character and not be connected to anything that you're, he's known for. Yeah. He could be... No, so anything. we know this is supposed to be a huge mindfuck story, and it's supposed to tie into Multiverse of Madness with Doctor Strange. Yeah. So my theory is he will be Quicksilver, because they have the rights to them now. Yeah. He will be Quicksilver, but he'll be in it for, like, maybe one episode, where Wanda goes into, like, a different dimension, which teases Doctor Strange, goes into a different dimension, yeah. and sees, oh, man, this is not my Quicksilver, and he goes... 
You know, he, he does whatever Quicksilver does. Don't see you do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I did a thing with my hands. <laughs> like, don't see you do that. I don't know why you He do pops that. in waves and, like, does his cool fast slow motion with songs thing. Right. And then, like, the episode's over and he's not in it ever again. Right. Or he could be cast as, like, a doctor or a new Marvel character. Or maybe he's adult um, Wiccan. Right. Not adult Wiccan, but, uh, like, Wiccan, speed. not a baby. Adult Speed. You mean Speed. Uh, oh, Speed. Oh, that would be funny if he's, he's Speed. adult Speed, yeah. He could be adult Speed. One, yeah. white hair. Yeah. Two, he's already a fast guy. Yeah, he, and he was already Quicksilver. Yeah, he'd already be adult That'd be Tommy. hilarious. But it'd be a fun change of pace if he was um, Hulkling or Wiccan. That'd be fun, too. That'd be weird. I'd be mad. I would actually be mad at that. You'd be mad if he wasn't the other speed guy? <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it would be cool. Because Evan Peters, even though he, I think he's like the same age as Elizabeth Olsen, yeah, Olsen yeah. he looks really young. Well, that's because some people age yeah. very well. Some like, Tom Holland's like, like 25, and he looks like he's 15. Yes, that's weird. <laughs> like, that girl that plays Stargirl, she looks like she's 15, but she's 21. Yeah, it's weird. I don't like that. We don't, we don't like to talk about that. We don't like that. But, uh, so, you know, Evan Peters is in the show. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he is. I think it would be cool to do a Quicksilver cameo, or yeah. even mention a Quicksilver thing. I don't but even him mind. But him speed would be fucking I, think awesome. I don't mind. It's, it's, I just don't want people, like, freaking out going. Everyone's like, freaking out about yeah. it. Oh my god, he's gonna be Quicksilver! Oh my god! Oh my god! That was to be fair. That was my first thought. Yeah. But the way I'm thinking of it, he wouldn't be a main character. He wouldn't be a replacement. He would just be no. in an episode as a cheeky fun nod to alternate universes. Yeah. So uh, I'll stick with that uh, Marvel news, and we'll do Hercules is rumored to be joining the MCU in an upcoming project. Yes. So we don't know what it is. So the big three um, uh, projects that they talk about is Loki, the TV show, Thor, the Love and Thunder. And Doctor Strange 2 Multiverse Because Madness. multiverse weirdness and yeah. gods. By the way, I don't want... So for those that think multiverse means multiverse, like in DC Comics, it does it in the no, Marvel it's Universe. Different. It's very, when very I different. Old Man Logan, it's not like that. It's not like that. They only use it because it sounds sexier. sexier. Multiverse of Madness, that instead of using what they could have done, could have done it, Doctor Strange and Dangerous Dimension. Different dimensions. It just sounds sexy. Multiverse, multiverse of Madness just sounds sexier. Way better. So, that's my tangent, because I, I, yeah. I keep telling people that's not what you yeah. think it is. But it would make sense for Hercules to be in Love and Thunder, for example, right. because Her- uh, Thor is, he's not fully fat anymore. No, no. He, like, lost some They, the they said me... they're not going to do that. He's not going to be fat at all. No, 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 but let me do the slow pitch. Like, okay, right. Hulk, uh, Thor is trying to lose the weight. He's getting off the poundage for Love and Thunder. And then all of a sudden, Hercules shows up. He's big, buff, hot, sexy, you know flexion on everybody and then he tries to hit on Jane Foster or whatever other female Valkyrie while he is well you know, Thor is trying to redeem himself after Endgame and Infinity War and then you know then he just basically has a friendly rival for friendly rivalry with uh, Hercules so and we talked about this yesterday and I think the best if they go into interviews I I think Loki would be good because Loki's going to be a comedy and he would be great to be in there Interesting. So we got some breaking news. We'll come back to that in a sec. Okay, let me, uh, I we got some th- really big breaking news. news. Um, so I'm going to do my thought real quick about yeah. Thor, and then I'll jump to this. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, yeah. fucking that's crazy. F- interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Thor, uh, so Hercules. Hercules, thoughts. I think Hercules, um, if they do introduce him in the Thor book, and I think... Uh, by the way, I do think he would be a better play in the Thor movie than any of the other two. Thunder, for sure. Yeah. But I would love for him how we have goofy uh, Thor that we got like in Ragnarok and we got played up in the other movies yeah. and stuff, that... How everyone knows that he's not that way in the comics. Yeah, and sometimes Hulk, he jokes. But yeah, not a but lot. Hercules is more like that goofy, yeah. goofy, fun-loving, drinking, having a good time, party dude. So now seeing that, I think that it'd be cool to see that juxtaposition where you have Thor being the the funny guy and Hercules, Hercules the straight being man. the straight man in the situation. Or they 
reverse, and Taika just wants Hercules to be the new Thor, so then they can go back to having a serious Thor. I hope. That'll be interesting. I like funny Thor, because in in the world of the MCU, it, it would make sense that Thor's a weird character, and that he's fun, because he's a god amongst men, and he's just like, I'm teaming up with a guy who turns really big, a kid who's a spider, and a big green man. Of course I'm gonna be a dumb idiot. But the first two movies set up a very serious toned Thor. Oh, absolutely not. Not super serious, there were still jokes, but... So, yeah, let's wrap up that little conversation and get on to the reaction you're doing. So, big DC news yeah, with um, Brian Michael today's, Bendis. Today is going to be your friggin' DC madness. Yeah, so, oh yeah. <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis has said that he is leaving... He's wrapping up his Superman run this year. Um, Which means next he actually, 12 issues. He, no, no, no. Next six issues. He said that no one is no saying yet because again all that stuff is in the bag and do with the virus and everything we don't know where everything kind of falls yeah um but he did say this on uh on the pack on the podcast off panel that bennett says i'm heading towards the end of my run on superman so i've been more reflective on it and as it as it's i'll never be more grateful than i got to heal from my heal my near-death experience through superman and get through this pandemic no matter what's going on in this, in this world i get to spend a few hours a day with superman that's a gift Bendis has not specified to when his run is end or what storylines have associated with it. Uh, late, l- last month, the writer told us, told us, uh, this, I'm quoting Game R- uh, Radar, by the way, yeah. that how the pandemic and people being encouraged to stay home led him to set more, set, set him to set more of his recent stories outdoors. Um, so no one's supposed to have said when he's ending each run or where it's ending, but hopefully it's going to, they're going to come up with some crazy news. And just because he's done with Superman doesn't mean he's done with DC. He's, he's not, still doing right. Legion. He's still, still going to do his Wonder Comics like Naomi right. and Young Justice. He's just already ending his Superman run, which yeah. means someone else might be taking over. Tom King! Hey. Tom King! He already did Superman. He's talking about Superman. Tom King, give us sad Superman. Yo, <laughs> yo, he would do... Sad nine panels. No, because he'll be like... Dad with two kids. Yes, man. you bring back the Tomasi Gleason run, which is my favorite. We'll still, we'll still probably have Teenage Connor. That's fine. And we'll have Teenage we'll have Teenage Connor and Teenage John living together. That'll be awesome, dude. It'll be like the Brady Bunch, but Yo, the Super Bunch. Is the four of them are living like Metropolis, and he's like a dad of two teenage super kids. And they and then Crypto wink, comes wink, back. Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge to the Superman Lois TV show yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Come on, man. My bring theory is right. I'm calling it now. Bring us Crypto and Streaky. Oh my god. And then dude. Supergirl hangs out too because her book's canceled. Oh, and the reason why I was like, oh my god, when I'm reading it, they did a picture of um, the House of Kent story. Yeah. And it's a, a Lois in the middle, and it's silhouette you see clark connor john and carver mm-hmm. and all the s's lit up That's nice. like it's cool looking yeah i'm actually really uh so yeah bendis will be done with superman this year or at least he's done writing this year and the story will continue into probably half of next year depending yes. on scheduling for the books yes but who's to know who's to say who the next writer will be maybe yeah. it's williamson williamson's done with his flash, flash run yeah. and maybe since the hotness of his books and the hotness of what he's doing. Oh, uh, open like, speculation. Like, maybe Williamson's taking it because Williamson said he's done with Flash and he's working yeah. on a new big DC project. Yeah. What if it's fucking Superman? Yeah! Yeah, so... Sorry, I'm by, by the way, him <laughs> announcing it today does not mean it was, like, like DC didn't know already. So, by yeah, the way... No, DC's this, known. That's, yeah. They've probably been... They told, like, right. hey, Williamson, if it's him. Or whoever. Or Snyder. Or the or, Snyder or, Superman would be cool. Or... Okay, calm down. You know, it would be <laughs> He like, knows how to write Superman, so it would be fun. Barry, I feel like we'll Barry see what happens be, after metal. I feel like Batman would be a lot in that book. Also, like he's always <laughs> Batman there. would show up. Then he's just always just there. Just keep Batman Superman. Like he's, yeah, that's exactly, I would do that. I prefer that. We're called like, Superman Batman, you know. just to make a difference. But uh, yeah, so I again, so this, you know, this, the news drops today for the public doesn't mean this wasn't going on behind the scenes. 
before. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Same with like um, Dan Slott leaving Spider-Man. Right. And Hickman joining the X-Men. And right. And Donny Cates jumping on Thor. Right. Donny Cates said in an interview that he has known about Thor for three years before yeah. he was able to start touching it because right. of J- Jason Aaron's run. Yeah. So, so Williamson, I'm only using him because he's the only one I know who's leaving a book. Yeah. Williamson could be the next writer. Right. So, or Jeff Johns. Yeah, Jeff Johns. Oh, Jeff Johns. He's teaching a class, by the way, if you guys want to yes. look into that. It's on the Kubert School. He's teaching two master classes yes, in so. writing, I assume. Writing, and I don't know how much it is, but I'm paying for it. No, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> we got to go in together. I know. They I, are, I, believe, I believe they're online. So yes, yes. don't try to go to New Jersey. No, because that's because of everything going on. No campus is open exactly. anyway. So now back onto our regularly scheduled news programming. Yes. Uh, but we're still talking about DC. No, I'm going to skip that to the end. Uh, you want to do that one? Yeah, the, we'll do it real quick. Yeah. So DC... If you guys haven't been paying attention to comic books, it's officially left... Nope, I'm doing that last. Oh, what are you talking about, then? I'm talking, I thought you were talking about Flash. Oh, sure, I'll skip to that one. Uh, Hartley Sawyer was fired from CW's The Flash after controversial eight-year-old tweets. So, so no, that's not an excuse. I'm not giving him an excuse. No. I'm just saying that's no. the fact. So that's I didn't, what I know. No. So, by the way, I didn't know it was eight... When I was reading the article uh, yesterday... Because they, they don't want to say that. Right, so what, I didn't even know that until the, this morning until they kind of like, revealed it. That it was... Uh, Eight-year-old tweets. Um, um, so what was funny and not funny, but what kind of was weird about it? Uh, what was weird about it? Sorry, we're like looking. Okay, we have a studio. And we're looking outside. Um, so the big thing is um, again, this is not excuse anyone's behavior. I've said this a million times. I, I'm yes, not. Regardless of what James Gunn, Kevin Hart, etc., did, that is not excusable. We're yeah. not excusing Hartley. No, but. Eight-year-old tweets, come on. No, and I'm Who's attacking him. I'm still for that. I'm still for uncovering people's shit because I'd rather people be honest about who they really are. Because guess what? That should be in the forefront if you're. Be, if... To be fair, it was on a public social media platform. I know. I know. No, I know. Who that. wants to go dig? He didn't get come on Flash till four years ago. So who wants right. to go dig through tweets? Right. To, so to to, to basically blow this guy up. Right. So and we've talked about and again, Eric Wallace. I believe is the uh, writer who was the most outspoken about this event. Right. So I don't think he got him fired. I think Eric there was an outspoken He's the member. head writer. He's the yeah. head writer. That's okay. why. I knew he was something. Yeah, he's the head writer. Um, so for this to come out, um, and me and we, yeah, we speak about this because we also want to work together and, and so we talk about the new stuff before we go on, on here. And one of my big theories is that, and not a theory, I think this is kind of something happened on set or something that happened behind the scenes and he said something that was in similar in vain and someone used that excuse to then go, hey, Let's dig into this. Let's guy. see if this is better thing. Because again, you it's Ralph Dibney his ass. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Because again, you you yourself as a person. Let's be fair. You from the time you're pretty much 21 to like let's say let's say 25 to like 40, you don't change. Yeah, you're basically the same. You're basically the same. So eight years you ago, you can change he, attitudes, but you can't change who you are. I guess. Right. Exactly. You can change. You your can at- try, and sometimes it happens. Yeah. But. Let's be like, fair. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm not saying he did. Right. We're just talking about what we can. Right. Without putting blame on anybody. Right. And we're not going to slander anyone. That's not what we're here I to do. I personally liked him. but I, I liked him as, as yeah. Ralph. I, so do I. So do I think, and I, my always my theory is that a lot of times people change when they do this social media stuff. They, they, their posts on social media change when they get big. So yeah. if that's the one thing, again, I didn't see the tweets. I didn't know what they looked like. So the one thing I would say, like, if they were really in a joking context, as what it, as what some of them have said, but then some people have said like some of the other stuff that they saw yeah. was a lot worse. Like even Gustin Grant was like, "Yeah, I was Grant Gustin." Grant Gustin, I do the same thing. Sorry, <laughs> Grant Gustin was like, "Wow, 
I didn't know he said that before. Yeah. That's really ridiculous. To be fair, would Grant really go all the way down through eight years of tweets? <laughs> no, no. I mean, they've shown them. They've shown them. Cause I, I, I'm assuming that because the way um, a lot of people got responded that were cast and crew members mm-hmm. just means they saw them. Yeah. Which means, like, and I think they did it to kind of be like, hey, we're firing him and this is the reason why. Here, mm-hmm. guys, this is why. And it may have been like, oh, he said some awful shit. Yeah. Again, I didn't see what it said. I know one or two of them that they they have, they have brought up um, that people have defended that they were in a joking context. Yeah, that's a, a it's a reference to a, an, another tweet that was had been deleted beforehand. Um, so I think it was again, it, guys, be careful what you post on social media. Yeah, you know, like just to be fair, it follows you forever unless you delete it. Right, and, and, honestly, and even then, it could still be there. Again, this is where I I, I get on people, and again, I'm not against cancel culture, cancel culture, because when again, like I said, I think the biggest thing is people start realizing they shouldn't post shit when they're famous. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you turn around and go, oh, well, this happened, and then you got this big role, and then you all of a sudden stop tweeting about, like, your... You stop tweeting your jokes. Yeah, your you know I mean? quote-unquote jokes, or... And I say quote-unquote jokes because I think a problem with being a Twitter comedian is that jokes don't land right because yeah, it's because a text it, format. Yeah, like, when I try to be sarcastic on text, it comes off like I'm an asshole. Right. I'm like, no, I'm trying to be sarcastic but that's the, how I talk. Yeah, it's if you text. know me, you know it's me being stupid. Yeah. But on text, it comes off aggressive. Right, so for example, like, I'll use, um, uh, I'll use the Dan Harmon thing because we brought this up on mm. the show before. Um, do I think joking about pedophilia is, a th- you know, you should, you, no. I think it's, I think it's one of those lines of joking where you don't do it. But also when you... Oh, I forgot. Was that James Gunn or... Dan Harmon and James Gunn both had similar yeah. incidents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I brought it up before the show. Um, so when you joke about that, regardless of you being famous and you're a comedian and you leave stuff like that out, delete it or not, it's going to follow you. You yeah. know, so... At the time, no, it might have been hilarious. Right. But it's still years it, down the line... It's a bad taste. You, should, you yeah, grow. It was you definitely grow. a bad taste. You should grow. Yeah. Um... But then, like you like, say, you make a political like this seems to be more of a the way they put it was when I first thought saw it, I thought it was going to be very racist tweets about what's happening in America right now. Right. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, this is not good. Right. But then I re- actually read the article. It didn't get didn't get clickbaited or whatever. Yeah. I read the article and I was like, oh, it's nothing about what's going now, on now. Yeah. He's not an asshole now. It's, it's what eight. happened a while ago. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, so seemed, I have some respect for him. There's so. some tweets that it seemed that not only uh, racial tweets, but they were misogynistic tweets and homophobic tweets. Yeah. So I don't know. Again, like Hard the one excuse the homophobic ones because we don't know what they, what their exactly. context. We don't know the context of the tweet because they didn't show us. Yeah, the I've tweets. only seen like two or three of the tweets, right? And some of them might be deleted by now, so they might not right. have all the screenshots. So we don't know exactly what they, again for this us recording. We don't mm-hmm. know what they look like, but again, can people grow and change? Yes. Do I think a lot of it has to do with money and being an actor and and their agent going, hey, you need to stop doing that crap, yeah. otherwise you won't yeah, get a PR role. manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's be fair, if you're an actor, you shouldn't be tweeting that type of garbage anyway, but mm. let's be fair, the present streets, whatever. And now, so here comes my current question. Yeah. What are they going to do with Ralph Dibney's character? Because in the current season of The Flash, he's still alive in there. Yeah, so I have one thing, I know we, we talked about your theory before, but I'll, I'll get to yours. Yeah, my, my one, fun. My one theory I think that they're going to do um, is between seasons, just be like, oh, him and Sue went off to do a mission, and that's kind of it. Yeah, or, or they just left the team and went to go elope or something. Yeah, it's, well, it's they're not very, together yet. Yeah, but, in the you know, series. That's a very Ralph Dibney move, though. Right. They're, well, because they're off fighting um, Black Hole and be like, well, they went off to, Sue went off to go fight Black Hole and Ralph And then, like, only her. Sue comes back and they talk yeah. about how either Ralph is dead or Ralph um, is still off doing stuff or he's been captured or something. Yeah. So, what's your theory? My theory is that they replace him with another actor, but 
the way to do it is so we've already seen that um, elongated man slash Ralph can morph his face and vocal cords into different people. He's done it before. He's done it a bunch of times in yeah, a bunch of the episodes. Show. So why not have a new actor come in and just say, oh, Ralph has to go under, let's say, witness protection. Don't know why, because he's a superhero, whatever. Right. Witness, Ralph Dibney, the, um, what is he, a private investigator, has yeah. to go into witness protection, so he changes his face. And he still gets to be a elongated man, but he changes his face. Yeah. They can get a new actor. As long as, like, I saw people tweeting, like, oh, this guy should become the new one because they look the same. And I'm like, just make him have, just change his face. Yeah. He could be anybody. Or do what I really want them to do is my second theory and just replace him with Plastic Man because they made the joke about it already and I would love Plastic Man to be there. But they might have they might have wanted to do Plastic Man but yeah. then weren't able to because of Warner Brothers saying, hey, you can't do that. So we don't know. I would like him to just get replaced because I like Elongated Man on the show. And the, the stuff with Sue, they're going to drop three ba- – they're basically going to drop three plot lines because yes. Hartley got fired. No. Keep, keep Ralph Dibney. Make him change his face. He can do it. Yeah. It's Or just do exactly what Batwoman is doing and just get a whole new character who is the same guy. They also said they may be killing her off on the show. Ruby? Yeah. Not Ruby. Uh, Kane? Uh, yeah. They can't kill her off. I know. That'd be, that uh, one that'd, be... that'd be worse than just replacing her. Yeah. Anyway, Stephanie Brown as Batwoman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into one quick piece of news and then we'll jump into a mini topic and then our final topic. Yeah. Alright, so, um, Adult Comic, The Freak Brothers, is getting an animated TV show from Blake Anderson and Adam Devine. Those that- are the workaholics, guys. Thank you. Uh, starring Woody Harrelson, John Goodman, Pete Davidson, and Tiffany Haddish. Hell yeah. Uh, I'm for those that. who don't know, there's like a book from like the 1970s, uh, I want to say late 70s or 80s? 70s, mid-70s, late or early 80s. Um, it's an adult comic book, uh, printed originally in magazine format. Um, it's an era of things like, uh, Felix the Cat. Uh, it's very Felix the Cat heavy. What you call it, like a lot of like, uh... Ralph Lump stuff, a type of stuff. It feels like the very sixty underground era. It's that mm-hmm. it's that underground era of books yeah. that saw coming to the forefront. Um, I wonder what they're actually going to do. It's basically about three adult brothers who live in the same house and do adventures. That's what the TV show's pitched yeah. as. And it's but it's based off the adventures they've had in the book, mm-hmm. and it's based off of just comedy in general. It's supposed to be a very fine. modern book as well. Yeah, a it modern makes show sense. as well. It's not going to be an eighties show, right? Which is fine. I mean, like. I think the biggest problem is I think the doing a show like that based off doing a show like that as an anime show it's like a very Netflixy efforts for family. By the way, comes back this this Friday. week. Friday, from Friday, I can't wait. Um, it's gonna be very like uh, it's very like BoJack Horseman kind of like yeah ten episodes a season yeah. But I think it's being pitched to Comedy Central or MTV not MTV. Um, MTV does TV show TBS. That'd be weird. If it's CBS, no. If well, FX, I mean FX. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If it's FX, yeah. if it's FX, yes. If it's um, uh, the hell is the other channel? Like Comedy Central, yes. Yeah. Even if it's it was or streaming service, yes. Yeah, like Hulu. Yeah. Like when I got yeah. Solar Opposites. I'm cool with it. Yeah, I'm cool with that. By the way, that was good. Oh, so good. That's funny. Um, so yeah, I think that is actually not a bad move. I think uh, doing more adult comedies. Cool. Yeah, if you want us more. to talk about it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll talk about I'm it. definitely watching the show. I'll I love everybody it. in it. Yeah, I'll see. Woody Harrelson, John Goodman, Pete Davidson. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll see. I like Tiffany Haddish not as much as the others, though. Yeah, that's right. But I am so in. I love also the writers, too. So, hell yeah. We'll talk about it if you want. James, give us a mini topic. Okay. <laughs> so, what's the, what, what, what did I ever just tell you we we'll call the episode if we weren't doing the topic we were to- covering? Uh, James is going to scream for an hour? Uh, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. I'm not going to. I'm not going to keep this very short. Uh, 
This is more of an update slash update hey, to the DC scandal. Yes. So this is an update from last week's episode. A four star hand. But yeah, I knew it's every Friday. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. Every Friday to get an ship show. So DC leaves Diamond officially, uh, leaving retailers to jump to their new distributors, Luna. And UCBS, by the way, Penguin House is not one of the distributors. I That's thought it was. For, no, it's not. Um, you and for those that keep telling me that, it's not happening. From I know what I read it was them only. It's their uh, random Penguin House or random house Penguin, whatever it's yeah. called, was supposed to be published in the graphic novels and collected editions. Nope, that's not That's what, what happened. I read yep. initially on the Red One article, though. Yeah. So to be fair, I didn't research. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, so for those that have that know me, I'm very vocal on the internet lately about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check them out on Bleeding Cool. As me in the comments <laughs> section yelling at people um and i should have really stopped doing that but <laughs> but it's fun but no because it gets, it gets out of my skin so for those because. i'm going to tell you this from a retail standpoint i want to tell you this from a comic book fan standpoint as a comic book fan standpoint it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you're a comic book fan to you yourself as a collector it's it, nothing it's, it means nothing to you because you will still get your books as long as you put them on your pull list yes you will still get the books those people that are bashing Diamond that aren't retailers, I don't know why you're doing don't that. Don't bash Diamond. Don't what bash Diamond. You don't know what's DC's going on. the bad people in We're not. Like, Diamond, it, yes, it's not a monopoly thing, but guys just realize it has nothing to do with what you think is happening. DC's not the hero in this. DC's actually the real bad guy in this. Mm-hmm. This is not me going, Diamond is the greatest thing ever, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know, brainwashed by Diamond. That's not true. I'm going to explain to you the the ups and downs of being a retailer real quick. The down, mm-hmm. the major downside to this, from the low end, from the low end to high end, DC has now used this pandemic to their advantage. Whether this is an AT and T's doing, whether this is DC themselves as a publisher doing, I don't know. But them canceling three months of orders and giving us 24 hours to get a new get to get an account with one of their distributors and to import three months of data in 24 hours is ridiculous mm-hmm. that's a dick move having those two competitors also again understand it's not that a third party isn't good in this situation everyone needs to stop calling this competition it's good that diamonds go out of dance competition but it's this not a competition n- it's a community and they're fucking with it yeah it's not yeah it's that yeah you're right you're fucking with a bat with a community and the fact is that you can't call this competition. This is not... Everyone that's jumping up and down for... It's great that they left Diamond saying, oh, now Diamond has competition. Diamond does not have competition because they do not have the right to sell DC books. Mm-hmm. They just distribute them. No, that's what I mean. They have no right at all to distribute DC books at all. So you're telling me that's a... It's not a competition, guys. It's another forced monopoly. Oh, that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's another forced monopoly. I am forced... To use Lunar or UCS. Guess what? I DC can't will even not be giving Diamond to anybody. Anything. Books. I have no other outlet to get the, buy DC books from. By the way, when you go, oh well, it's a competition because you can use UCS. No, I can't because I'm based. It to guarantee books being on to getting to your time. It's a nice way of saying if you want your books to you, you will use the, your region area. Which, by the way, one is illegal. They can't actually force you to use a region area. But that's that's way legality, legalese of wording around it. Saying that we're not forcing them, but we're strongly suggesting you use this. Um, we are now forced to buy our books from Midtown Comics. Mm-hmm. Another comic book store. Another comic book retailer. So for those that are like... It's, well, like, if I, it's like if Ant went to Fourth World. 
to buy books to give to our customers. Exactly. It's an in and out. It's, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's you're paying for. You're, you're paying. You're paying your competitors to buy books. Yeah. Like what? And for those that are like, well, Diamond does that. Diamond does not sell books. You yeah, know, Diamond doesn't sell anything. They for, only. They, they are a distributor for. Yeah. Uh, they, they sell, sell the boxes. They sell boxes, yeah. and that's BCW. That's not even they just distribute them. Yeah. They're not even oh, okay. like a thing. Um, they sell, I think they sell, uh, not top loaders, what you call it, um, the T-folders that oh, we yeah, use. Yeah. Uh, and they use that for shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that are bitching about packaging and like, oh, well, Diamond's packaging was great. Uh, do you understand that it was meant to keep ship prices lower for... Comp- Diamond for... packaging wasn't that great. <laughs> no, but also you have to realize when you're, when you're shipping out 500 books I know, I know. per it's person, gonna, it's, it's, something's going to happen. Yeah. Damages was not all Diamond's fault. A lot of it was from UPS dropping packages because you have to realize it goes from sure. people handling a package to more people handling a package. And then it comes to us. Then it comes to us. We're more package. people handling a package. <laughs> yeah. So let's be fair, people. It wasn't just Diamond sitting there kicking boxes around. Mm-hmm. So this is where DC doing it does not help. DC forcing the hand of us, we are given no choice. A true choice of competition would have been DC going, all right, we'll keep our singles at Diamond, and we'll also use Luna and UCS as our singles. So you have a choice, but you can only get graphic novels through us. Yeah. Or d- T-shirts, or, you know, merchandise. All, merchandise. You can only go through Luna or UCS, plus the singles, you can use anybody. Yeah, That's competition, and that means I have a choice of buying either from Diamond or UCS or Luna. But I am no not given a choice. So everyone needs to stop saying that this is a competition. It's not a competition. Yeah. What they did was very shitty. Mm-hmm. Which also the fact that Midtown Comics is a distributor. For those of you who do not know, they now get a discount. They can charge us whatever the hell they want for shipping. They can charge us whatever method methodology they want to charge us as a retailer. They can also turn around. They also control the books that they send us. Mm-hmm. So they can keep the better copies for themselves to sell in their stores. And they also get a discount. As being a distributor. Yeah, so they can sell their books at normal price and make double the money we are. Yeah. Yeah. They make more money as a distributor. They also are making money off of us buying books from them for us to sell mm-hmm. so we can make money. It's like us buying from another fucking store. Yeah, because <laughs> it is. So for everyone else that's not, for those that want to put it outside of comic books, that'd be like going to Target... It's and like Ronald McDonald buying a Burger King cheeseburger, right? And then selling it at McDonald's. Yeah, that's exactly what it exactly is. Exactly what it is. Keep it's like food. it's like Keep going it's like it's like going to Target and realizing that Target is buying all their all their goods from Amazon. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's happening. We are buying from Amazon. That means like us buying from Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> so that's my mini rant. I think the problem. I think we're going to see more of a storm again. I don't know why they're doing this. I th- if it, it has to be with the merger with AT and T. If it does have to do with AT and T, they need to they have to find someone else like, to f- fucking like, charge. I feel like if they are really like like losing money and like really having a shit end of the deal, I really feel bad for them. But don't don't do us dirty. Yeah. Or at least tell us like, hey, we're losing everything if we don't cut corners. Sorry, we have to cut our stuff with Diamond rather than just saying fuck you. Right. And that's all it is. Yeah. And that's all it is. But who's to say it's coming from DC? Maybe it's coming from AT and T. Maybe right. they're saying we don't want you to uh, take money. Or we don't want you to give money to this company when you can just do it yourselves. Right. Exactly. It's entirely. It couldn't. It might not yeah. be DC. We might just yeah. be yelling at them. But until we know more, we'll keep you guys posted yes. on the daily, D, uh, the weekly DC updates. DC's fucking us up. Oh, by the way, DC Daily was canceled. That was. I was about to say that too. Yeah, DC That's... Daily got canceled. Don't know why. Probably because of AT and T. Yeah. So. 
So and, no more DC Daily. Yeah. After 500 plus episodes. Yeah. Well, again, that's also maybe the history of the app, but that's also the, the, the everyone's going, oh, maybe the app may not be around because of HBO Max and all this other stuff. Because mm-hmm. AT&T is also giving um, a lot of outside companies shit for HBO Max. Yeah. So let's see. Which is probably another reason why Warner Brothers and DC were very hesitant on joining AT&T. But yes. then they did because of a huge buyout. Yes. Anyway, Fox merger, am I right? So, yeah. on to the topic at hand. DC the stuff. The Joker <sighs> stuff. I know. I know we don't want to talk about DC right now, but they're they're forcing our hand. Again. Because we, have a, we had Catwoman last oh, week. Yeah. We have Joker this week. Next week we're talking about Superman and Media, but that's because we've been pushing it back for a couple weeks. And then the week after that we're talking about... Do we about, have to? I want to. I like I Superman. Know. And then we're talking about... Superman didn't do anything to us. I know. DC did. And then we're talking about Green Lantern the week after because of the 80th comes out. Yes. So, this is going to be a very DC-heavy month, but... We're still mad at DC. Okay. Just not the characters. I know. That's that's always my Give thing. us some Joker history. Then All right, we'll guys. talk about our favorite bits, stories, and our reviews later. Yeah. So, this is you know, the 80th anniversary. So, starting off with the creation, like, like every other thing I explain every episode, we're going to do an 80th or any anniversary issue that we would do deep and dive. it's Bill Finger, remember. Yes. <laughs> it's Bill Finger. <laughs> not Bob Not Kane. Bob Kane. Bob Kane helped, but Bill Finger oh, did the legwork. Yes. <laughs> so... Uh, making his first appearance in Batman number one, uh, April 25th, 1940. Same issue as Catwoman, guys. This is why they're 80 star back to back. So, we're going to jump into the creation and development. This is actually not that long, and his history is actually really short because he has no milestones. He has. Because he never really had his own book. And we're going to get to that in a second. Yeah. Except so, for Three Jokers. <laughs> and um, the Brigimo one. Yes. Well, that's different. Killing Joker. Okay, outside Cannon. Uh, kill, uh, kill, uh, I'll get to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us some stuff. All right, so created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson are created are credited with creating the Joker, but their accounts on the character uh, conception differs. Each provide their own version of the events. Of course, it does because it's of Bill Finger. Of course, Bob Kane would say yeah, that. Yeah, Bob Kane was like, "Because <laughs> Bill Finger's dead." I, me, Bob Kane. Remember Bob Kane's pink Batman? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, me, Bob Kane. And again, my idea is that Bob Kane walked into the DC office. I, me. Bob Kane, are the are, I'm the creator. No, nay, the father of the Batman. <laughs> Um, uh, Fingers Kane's versions uh, acknowledge that Finger produced an image of actor Conrad Vett. Uh, by the way, he played Guywin Plane. Uh, Guywin Plane is the from the movie the uh, the man who laughs, that grinning Joker smile. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they splash it together with a uh, a back of a Joker card, and that's what the idea or the concept comes from. Mm-hmm. Robinson claimed that it was his 1940 card sketch that provided the concept, and finger uh, and that finger associated with Venice's portrayal. Kane hired 17 year old Robinson as assistant in 1939 after he saw Robinson in a white jacket decorated with his own illustrations. Beginning as a letterer and background inker, Robinson quickly became primary artist for the newly created Batman comic series. In, 19, in 1975, interviews with the Amazing World of DC Comics, Robinson said he wanted to wanted a supreme arch villain to, to who could test Batman, not typical crime or gangster design is disposed of. He wanted an exotic, enduring character um, to, as a source of conflict for Batman, i.e., like Sherlock and Moriarty. By the way, I find this version of of it um, very uh, tongue and cheeky type of grain of salt type of thing because. Um, my big problem with that concept, he's, again, this is an interview in 1975, so this is before the Batman movie come, came out, but this is after the Batman show has come out, and Joker has been around for a while at that point. I think he said that more of like, oh, I created the concept of why he should become the arch-villain and not overarching, uh, not for the fact that Batman killed him in his first appearance. 
Because if you really create him as an overarching villain, he would have died his first Exactly. <laughs> so I take that version with a lot of, like, uh, with a heavy pinch of salt. The heaviest pinch. <laughs> so, um, jumping down, we get to the. Um, although Kane admittedly refused to share credit for his character, many characters, and we know that for oh, right now. Oh, big surprise. Yeah. Many, Watch the Hulu documentary. Many, yeah. Many comic historians credit Robinson with the Joker's creation and Finger with the character's development, which, again, I don't agree with at all. Um, because, like well, I said... Finger, yeah. Uh, no, no, no not, not the Bill Finger thing. Um, with the... Um, the Ren- Robinson Kane? Yeah, the Robinson Kane version of it. I think they took credit for it um, because one... A lot of artists didn't get a lot of credit back right. in the day, except for the guy who made Superman. Yeah. He's always been credited since right. day one. Uh, well, that's only because of, of, uh, of a Supreme Court case. That's yeah. all it was. Um, but yeah, so I really think that's the... I don't really think that's why they created him. I think it was more like we need a villain and they were coming out Yeah, again. we need a Batman to have a villain who is not as serious as Batman is. So let's call him the Joker and yeah. he's clown and And the same thing, that's the same issue we got Catwoman introduced, so... Yeah. That tells you something. Yeah, we got a love interest and a villain in the in quote the unquote. But it was like, oh, well, I created him as a love interest. No, you didn't. Well, no, they it, were just it, bad guys. Well, she was a female bad guy, and yeah, sure, he was a bad we guy. need some female interest. They, they, and then a bad guy. Sure. And that's the same thing with like last week's episode, where I was like, even doing the history of like, read a lot of these, read a lot of these histories with a grain of salt because they touch everything up. Because when you look at it in retrospect, you go, they weren't be they weren't be captured or killed in their first appearances. Yeah. And they were meant to be a long-running ally. Yeah, like I could go up to Bill Finger if he's still alive. No, he's not. Okay, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I could I could have gone up to Bill Finger and be like, hey, how did you do the Joker? And he would give me a different story than what we have already. Right, exactly. Like, it could just change. Yeah. Based off whatever people want. Right. And be like, oh, well, I made him to do this because I wanted an arch villain. You didn't. You made no, you wanted you killed cool, him. You wanted a cool And then you brought him back. Yeah, it was Bob King. It was, Jokers, it was Bill Finger, it was Bill Finger <laughs> who, who designed him because he wanted a cool kind of bad, gangster bad guy. Yeah. That, was, that could stand out in the story. Mm-hmm. Um, guy wearing purple. Yeah. yeah. So, Joker debuted in Batman in 1, 1945. Sorry, April 40, 1940. As promised character's first villain, uh, about the year after Batman's debut in September 27, 1939. Joker initially appeared as a remorseless serial killer modeled after the Joker playing card with a mirthless grin who kills his victim with Joker Venom. Toxin that left his face in, in the smiling, grotesque, uh, uh, grisly face, uh, manner. The constant smile thing. We've seen mm-hmm. him. That's his, his iconic weapon. Yeah. The character was intended to be killed in his second appearance in Batman and One after being stabbed in the heart. Finger wanted Joker to die because of his concern of recurring villains would make Batman uh, appear inept. As but, he couldn't capture his criminals or put them in jail. That's, you know what, that's I mean? what we do now. Yep. World's Greatest Detective, my behind. Yeah, he can never fit. Even though it's the same, every arc we get like, oh, Two-Face is doing it, but he can't figure out what right. Two-Face is doing. Ooh, really? He's the guy with two coins. He's the guy with the fucking coin. Exactly. He's the coin guy. Yes. You can't figure out the coin guy? Yeah, I know. <laughs> He was edit, uh, Calendar Man. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he was overruled by then editor uh, Whitley Ellsworth, who hastily, who as a, in a hastily drawn panel, uh, indicated that Joker was still alive and was out of comic book on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, there's really nothing crazy, and I'll be like I said, this is going to be a very short history of because he because we don't want to go into like character history per se because we don't need to know about his origin we, and how he's like maybe a weird you know military guy or maybe he's a weird caveman just like Vandal Savage. Or maybe so, he's this. I'm getting to that. Jokers. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So, like I did with Catwoman last week, I did because they explained her origins. So I went into her origin. I yeah, did that with Flash. Joker so, the, so Joker's publication history is so really short because, again, throughout his early Golden Age and Silver Age appearances, he's just, in he's just a Batman villain. Yeah. He is just the Joker. He is a character that play, he has. He himself has no character growth. I was saying not until Killing Joke is when they finally gave That's him That's what I'm going to get to. They gave him something to do in Killing Joke. It was... 
Um, it's when he the first origin, sorry, the first origin story for him was in the Silver Age, not until 1951. Yeah. So 10 years, pretty much after his creation, 11 years after his creation, people were like, "What if we knew what he was?" Right. So <laughs> this is the first time we actually get category. That's why I'm saying like a lot of Silver Age there was nothing. It was yeah. until 1951 where Bill Finger wrote the origin story of Joker in Detective Comics, like, Detective Comics 168, which he was the criminal Red Hood and he falls in the battle acid. Well, that was creating, the first one. I knew there was yes, one before that. That was his thing. That's good. That's one of my favorite ones. I love that story. And I love how Jason picks it up. Irony. That's Beautiful cool. irony. So, um, <laughs> after that, um, again, then, uh, 1954 was the comics code had been instated. That changed a lot of the stuff. So, his he was less frequent because he was also, again, originally a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, then it, his next appearance was at the Batman TV show, which I won't, that, we'll cover that in a, a, a yeah, Joker a media type of thing. Yeah. So, I won't do that. But, that. but what was cool about Silver Age, because they had to tone down the violence, that's why he got a lot of the gag stuff, like the electric, um, like the buzzer, yeah. um, the trick guns, the goofy elaborate crimes, the acid mm-hmm. squirting flowers. That all came in the 60s. One between the TV show uh, and also the toning tony down of violence, uh, like severe, like brutal violence. Because, mm-hmm. he, again, he was a gangster originally, so he would shoot people with an actual Tommy gun. It yeah. wasn't like... Kind of like the Napier version from uh, Nicholson, where he yes. was like a gangster military guy with guns and shit. Yes. He wasn't just like a clown with yes. flowers. So it wasn't until... Um, kind of Heath Ledger. Not, not until 1973, where he gets, after a four-year uh, disappearance, where he was revived with Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams in Batman number 251, The Joker's Five-Way Revenge. <laughs> uh, which he went back to the homicidal maniac yeah. uh, stuff. Uh, and then it was years later... Uh, I'm, I'm going to skip the Bermejo stuff. Yeah, because um, that's out of canon, technically. Yep. And, um, well, that's way later. Um, it wasn't really until um, around the ninth. Uh, I was going to say, I uh, want to say Frank Miller. That's the next iconic moment of the Joker. Um, Definitely. Kind of. I want to say, because so this is the problem with the history of Joker. He doesn't have many changes because he doesn't really have changes. He doesn't change at all. Right. So you Unless would... you're talking about the three Joker theory. Right. Or you're talking about death in the family. Joker really doesn't have anything besides his first appearances. Right. So it really would be death in the family, which would be the next major event, uh, which Joker actually... Ki- well, Laughing Fish, but again, it goes back to the goofy yeah. crime thing, would be death in the family, where um, Joker kills... Um, where Joker actually kills Jason Todd. Mm-hmm. Because uh, of the fans. And that's, again, that was more a fan vote. Don't blame Denny O'Neill. That was a fan vote. Um, then we jump into the modern age and the 80s uh, with really Frank Miller's uh, reimagining of the Joker as a big lipstick-wearing celebrity. Um, but because he has no function without jo- uh, Batman around, he's... Uh, most of the most of the book he's catatonic until the, his Dark Knight Returns. Yes, yeah. where he's catatonic pretty much until the revelation that Batman's alive. Which was cool. Batman's back, and then yeah, sorry, it was 88, 89 with Death of the Family. That's yeah. that Miller Dark Knight. Uh, I forgot which came first. So eighty six was uh, Dark Knight Returns, and the eighty eight was Death of the Family, and that's the dark, vengeful mm-hmm. Joker that we know. Yeah, uh, where he beats him to death and kills him, and then it was in eighty eight later on it was the Killing Joke. That's yeah. the next big crazy change, Joker. Where he actually goes out that entire pretty much is a hunt down of Batman, mm-hmm. uh, a Batman supporting cast at the time, which I thought would have been better if you actually included all of them, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots and paralyzes, paralyzes, and allegedly, if you infer the raping of Barbara, uh, Barbara Gordon. We don't like to infer that though. She just crippled him. That's it. Yeah, yeah. She just crippled her. That's sure. it. Whatever. That's all I want. In. That's all I want. That's all you want to know. That's that you raped know. her. Nope. 
But then Batman has sex with her in the movie, so whatever. <laughs> That's not whatever. Can we not do that? That's not whatever. No, no, no. We are not doing that here on this show. We are not doing that. Anyway, she just got paralyzed. Hunter's views, by the way, do not reflect mine on Andrew's comics. <laughs> what? I, I think... I what you I just said is very bad. It's I'll, in the movie! I'll, no, I'll tell you later. What, what do you mean? Never it's mind. in the movie! I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later. They did it in a movie. I know. No, not the... No. I'll tell you later what, what you have. In, I'll tell you later. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so Grant Morrison uh, explores more of Joker's background and uh, Batman in 1989, Arkham Asylum, a, a serious house on a serious earth, which is like the psychosis of a lot of rogues and Joker himself. Yeah. Then it wasn't until like 1992 where they introduced, introduced Holly Quinn and then we're into the modern age. That's it. That's he cut great. his face off. And then, so we get into <laughs> two, which again, it's the classic version and then we have the concept of the three Jokers. And then we have Jack Napier from White Knight and Breezy Rose. I'm not talking Jokers. about those. Oh, you're not talking about Nope, I'm not talking about okay. alternate universe stuff because that's not, cause not true for their history themselves. Sure. One day, well, it's called, I want to cover alternate universe stuff, but I'll cover yeah, that. We'll definitely do an that's alternate a different, universe. That's a different topic. Yeah. Of, maybe around Death Knights. Probably. Or Dark, Dark Knights. Dark, uh, Death Metal. Death Metal. Um, but Sorry, the, the reason why I say that Jokers history is very short is because his moments are his introduction and then it's various origin stories, which are the Batman, um, the Red Hood story, the uh, Killing Joke story. The comedian. Um, the new Joker I, movie? No, no, no. I'm talking about comics <laughs> I know. This is not, because if we want to do Joker <laughs> Media, we can do Joker Media. I might, I um, might like to do that. That'd be fun. We'll do that episode one day. Um, but that's what it is. The epitome of a Joker story, if you ask anyone, you go, oh, it's the Red Hood story. It's a one issue. The Red Hood uh, story of where he is Red Hood. Yeah. Which was explored later on. Yeah, his, they elaborated later on. Later on. Just like one issue, like, hey, he's this. Yeah, and uh, you have Killing Joke, which is uh, Alan Moore's story. Mm-hmm. You have um, the Three Jokers story, which we we're getting soon, uh, which explains the differences between Let's all the Jokers. Why? Soon. Yeah, no. Why Joker is very different each time we've seen him so far. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Under the Red Hood, which again goes a little bit more of the background that um, he himself was Red Hood. You have um, laughing the laughing fish, which again, the reason why it's so famous is because one, it was a, a, a crazy antic crime that he committed. Mm-hmm. Plus, it was also in the animated TV show. Um, you have the covers for this. Week yes, issue. yes, it is actually sixties. Um, I think so. It's the Matina cover. Yeah. So that's the thing. I he doesn't have that many iconic storylines. To be honest. He doesn't. He he. I can name three, and we already talked about. Yeah, and that's what it is. You're not counting the out of canon ones, because I can name two more. You can name (laughs) out of canon stories all day. Yeah. You know, but what's what what makes Joker such a great villain is that he is everlasting. Oh, and Snyder's uh the immortal game. Yeah, Endgame Joker, the immortal, the immortal uh villain of basically Vandal Savage, the embodiment of evil. Yeah, he's an embodiment of evil. Pennywise. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, that's what the Joker is. Joker. The reason why he's become so iconic and he doesn't have that many stories is because they use him so much, but they use him in in, in his complete capacity every time. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Joker committing a, an overtop crime, that's what he's known. He's a conference of crime because he it's the one rogue that Batman can't seem to ever stop. But let's be fair, he, he can't stop any out. of them. He can, but he doesn't kill them. Right. So they come back. Right. And it, Superman has a big rose gallery too. Yeah. He can't. He doesn't kill. No, he doesn't. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, my hero should kill. But, like, you should definitely kill the Joker. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Lex Luthor, don't kill. Sure, whatever. Joker, kill the Joker. <laughs> Do it. I mean, not... First no. of all, he killed one of your boys. That should be the first tipping point. 
And then he paralyzed your best friend's daughter. Another tipping point. Or just, she, he did something awful to her. Yeah, but that's only implied. <laughs> it's only implied? It's only implied. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. So you want to talk about the Joker book? Yeah. Oh, okay. no, 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 wait. We got to talk about our favorite moments and our favorite stories. Yes. And what Joker. we would pitch as a Joker book. Yeah. That, and that's become our thing now. That's what we do. Uh, I can't wait for Green Lantern. I can't wait for Green Lantern. I know, dude. I have four stories. You already know. <laughs> you already know. I mean, yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> it's, it's, it's 15 years from now, and I've already written all those stories. Dude, exactly. <laughs> I mean, hopefully with some stuff coming up. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we do. Yeah. So, um, my favorite Joker moment, honestly, is I was gonna say I was gonna say um, Heart of Hush, but it wasn't him. That was <laughs> that was actually Hush. Yeah. Um, my favorite Joker story is actually the wedding, and it was one of the preludes to I, I want to say the prelude to the oh, wedding. Oh, the Catwoman. Yes, and then the church. Yeah, it's the, it's the prelude to the wedding, the Joker. Yes, that's what it's called. Or it's issue forty nine. It's forty nine. It's not prelude. It's, not, it's a prelude to yeah. the wedding itself, but not the one yeah. of tie-ins. Where her Joker and Batman are in the church. They're fighting in the church. So good. One of my and favorite issues to read. The memory. two of them, it's Catwoman and Joker, like laying there, and they're talking Batman's knocked the... out because he hit the head with a brick. Yes, and they're looking at each other, and I'm like, this is fucking cool. Yeah, they're I having like a nice heart to heart moment. Oh. And I have one other one. Joker was like, I'll never, you'll never love him more than I do, and she's like, I. You know, agree to disagree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one I liked, yeah. and my other favorite one, and of course they both come from uh, Tom King's run in the book, is that it is the... Um, War Jokes uh, and Riddles? Oh, fuck. I forgot that. Kite Man, hell yeah. I forgot War Jokes and Riddles for a second. No, no, no. This is another wedding prelude. Oh, uh, the woman Nightwing? No, the one where he gets the letter the about the invitation, <laughs> and it's really about the missing girl the entire yeah. time. I like that how, was, I think it's the same issue. Is it the same issue? It's either the same issue or it's the two-part. 48 and 49 were a two-part story. But one of them is where he's... No, it was a back, that was a backstory. It was a backstory. It wasn't even like a thing. Oh, okay. He, it was he a read about it in the newspaper. Yeah. He's and talking it, to that family that he yes, had hostage. Yes. And then yes, it's the little girl and he goes, oh, it's the invitation was really about the missing girl that like he killed and kidnapped yeah. and shit. I'm like, oh, yep, that's actually... I'm like, that's creepy. And that's why I liked so much about it. Well, yeah, it was he kidnaps creepy. the mailman's daughter or something. Yes. And like, you gave me this. Yeah. This letter from my friend. Yeah. The whole thing, yep. That was, so that was my... T- that's a good one. Because I, I don't have uh, uh, any past ones, really. I would say Underworld Unleashed, but it, it, as a whole, Underworld Unleashed was good. And that's what all villains sell their souls to yeah. Neuron, and they all get superpowers, and Joker just wants some bullshit. <laughs> the Joker just like, wants a cake. Yeah, like some <laughs> like some complete bullshit. Yeah, I'm like, oh, and then one of my favorite out of canon ones is Crossover Verse. Well, I actually, wow, I have one of my favorite moments of Joker I know, where he teamed up with the Red Hood. Uh, sorry, teamed up with the Red Skull. And he found out he was Nazi and then punched him in the face for being a Nazi. He goes, Joker's, he, he may goes, be an asshole, but he doesn't like Nazis. He goes, I, this, he goes, I, may, be, uh, he goes, I may be a criminal, but I'm, I'm, I'm all American. Yeah, it was I'm like, so great. Mm, okay, I'm about this. <laughs> See, there's some redemption for Joker. Yeah, well, yeah I can't. <laughs> Just a very small redemption. <laughs> small window for the me. The smallest redemption for our murder clown. Yeah. He doesn't like Nazis. <laughs> exactly. So good. Oh, sorry, I lie. Actually, I have so another. So you like Joker more than you thought you did. I did because I have moments. <laughs> oh, the moment it's an old, it's an older book. This is during the '90s run, where Jim Gordon's wife uh, is on a blimp full of children. Barbara. Yes, he's on a blimp full of children that he's that he kidnapped, and he's gonna kill all these babies kill on babies. it. Hashtag kill babies. <laughs> Can we not hashtag kill babies? <laughs> I don't want that as hashtag. Hashtag give psychops a sword. Hashtag kill babies. No, <laughs> not. Um, so that he's on the blimp with her, and Barbara is sitting in front of the kids, and she's like, you have to kill me first to get to these kids, okay. and, and he's like, he goes, he does kill her, and he go, he realizes that he now doesn't have the drive to kill any children, because she took the fun out of it. Yeah. I was like, wow. Okay. 
So yes, those are my movie moments. Or wow, you got a lot. I have a couple. I like the TV show Joker a lot. You can't have that. really a favorite it's moment. That's just a favorite Joker. Yeah. Mark Hamill, we love you. Um, but <laughs> favorite show. moments, uh, probably the Killing Joke origin. I like the stand, the failed stand-up comedian. I, I'm a big stand-up guy, and I really like the White Knight Jack Napier story. The White Knight book from Sean Murphy blew my fucking mind. See, it was I was so good. I was trying to count out of canon stuff because I was you trying to. The, you just talked about the crossover first. Only because of one thing. Because it's one Bunch of Nazis. Because it's fucking punching Nazis. And yeah. again, you know me. If you know me from listening to the show, anytime I can say someone punched Nazi on the show, I'm I'm going to say exactly. it. Exactly. But I really liked um, the Sean Murphy run with uh, the White Knight. It was just so good. It was so cool. It was such a change of pace. They made Batman the bad guy, basically. And for good reason. Batman's kind of a dick. In the first issue, he drives a car on top of people's houses. Yeah. Just to chase the fucking Joker. Who's at this point pretending to be the Joker because Jack Napier started taking his meds and figured it out. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? It was just so cool. So, F- Sean Murphy, I commend you for making me like the Joker even when I really didn't. I like his Red Hood origin and I like the killing joke, but I feel like everyone does. Sure. I don't like that he killed Jason. That's not a favorite moment. It's a cool story, but. And I really like the Sean Murphy one. That's what made me really like the Joker. And then I do like the three Jokers theory, but we don't know what that is yet, so yeah. we shall see. Yes, we shall. That's my Joker stuff. Um, favorite Joker from the movies. No, I'm not doing. I'm not doing all you, this. You don't want to do a quick. No. you don't got to talk about it. Just no. who's your favorite? Is I don't he, have one. It's Heath Ledger. I don't like Heath. I don't like any of the Jokers, honestly. I don't like Joker. That's Let me. Oh, pre- like, yeah, but you like Joker in the comics, apparently. <laughs> so I, like Jack I really don't like Joker. I don't like Joker to be honest as a character because I have a lot. Of flo- I have a lot of problems with him. Also, everyone likes the Joker, and it's kind of fucking annoying. Yeah. Um. But I'll be honest. It's like a Rise uh, of Harley Quinn episode. I know. Honestly, my favorite Joker of all time is the animated movie, but, uh, animated TV show. But I, yeah. we'll, I'll cover that more when we do Joker in media. So that's why if I'm we like, do Joker media, yeah. we will do Joker media. It's not hard. We'll do another, we'll do everyone in media eventually. Oh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but like I said, I'll cover that when we do it to Joker in media um, yeah. later on. I still want to cover it now because I'm like, it's it's. We got Superman in media coming up. Yeah, that's why I'll do. I'll cover that. That's why I'll cover my favorites down the line. Like, outside of that. Fair. So, if you could pitch a Joker story, what would you pitch? Oh, simple. I would do, like, a freaking... Uh, I would explore the Red Hood gang stuff. That It's the rise of the Red Hood gang. Exactly. And, so would I. And, it would be... <laughs> he stole my pitch. Uh, it wouldn't even be like, an origin. It's just that like, he... I would do it where it's uh, between... Let's, uh, I'll say... Let, let, let's set it in... No. I would set it in current continuity. I would set... Let's say... I want to do either as an alternate future, like a Batman... Uh, no, because they already did Joker, something Joker in Batman Beyond. When they actually killed the Joker finally mm-hmm. in Batman Beyond. So I would do it set in like near future. This is so this is down the line. Batman's older, Joker's older, and because of that he has because all the years of of use of to- Joker gas, he has he's to mention now. Up. Oh, okay. And now he's using that because he does. He's forgetting that he's a Joker and he's re- reverting to back to pre-Joker stage. When he was the Red Hood. And when he's Red Hood, and now he's using that as the final joke that he's going to revive the Red Hood as the most powerful gang in Gotham. Mm. I would do an oversized one-shot uh, called Tales of the Red Hood, where he is the unreliable narrator holding people hostage, like he usually does, yeah. and telling each... He, so he takes each person into the room, one at a time, basically to play telephone. He's like, if you repeat my story perfectly, and everyone has the same story, I won't kill you. But he's telling each of them a different story of how he was in the Red Hood gang, and like different crimes he did, different yeah. shit that happened, and then at the end he would kill them all. Just a nice, quick... One shot. But how's that game of telephone? Because if he's telling them all different stories... That's the point, though. They don't know. They think they're playing game telephone to survive, but he tells them... But no, telephone is like, I would tell you something, you would tell someone else thing. 
So it would be just, but he, it's not an actual game of telephone. It's it's just like they all have to have the same story. That's fair. Yeah, it's just something quick and stupid. Yeah, nothing that's fun. Fair. Like, I, I, watch I, like I don't I, really have a Joker story. Oh, I did. I'd put him in like clearly I have one. Yeah, I'd put him in like a Batman book. I can make like an arc where like they fight or whatever. You no, know I, what I would mean? do that. Like, I would do like a Nightwing um... or a Jason Todd story where he wants to get revenge. But I don't have like a Joker story besides like. A cool bit of crime stuff with Red Hood. That's yeah. it. I like mine because mine's a small little mini arc that could be in the book where he's just finally losing it. It's the quote, it like a mini series. Yeah. Or a mini series. It could be just the rise of Red Hood and they just they're kind of like how like Intergang exists and like now there's a Red Hood gang that kind of runs around Gotham creating. They kind of did the Red Hood gang that came back in New 52, but then they dropped them. They dropped them real quick. Like they were there yeah. for New 52 and they were there for Zero Year and they were done. Yeah. And I would like to bring that back where, like, he is going in and he takes over the Red Hood gang and like, he's doing, like, a crime boss. he remembers and... who he was before. Right. They know he's the Joker, but he doesn't remember he's the Joker. So he thinks, I'm just going to run the crime gang like I used to. Yeah, he goes in. He's still just a statistic. Yeah, he's still, like, he's um, like he's fading out and it's going to be, like, the his final, quote-unquote, final Joker until at the end that he pretty much becomes Joker again because he's... Yeah, because he, he, he was he joking. Back, he remembers. He goes, no, he goes, no, 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 not, not, not that late. Oh, not a cop-out? No, okay. no. He actually <laughs> ends up going back to Ace Chemical Plant because he goes... I never. It's high say he never got to finish, uh, and he goes oh, back, and then he ends up getting, falls, in falls again. back in. Oh hell yeah! And then he goes back <laughs> to being Joker, but now the Red Hood Gang is running around as a, a consequence. Yeah, yeah, a consequence of his action. The Red Hood Gang is now functioning. That would be like a Dark Knight Returns kind of deal, where it's like they're like you said, they're much older. Yeah, yeah. But like, I would like to see that it happen to current day Joker. Oh yeah, kind of like what we get in. Um, the anniversary with the story I'm going to read where yeah. current so, day Joker's like, what do I do? Let's go. I guess we'll jump into the anniversary with that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. So you guys know with anniversaries, what we do is we pick our two favorite stories. Uh, one, each one of us gets a favorite story, but we run down uh, all these story, artists and writers just to say, I guess, you know, so this 80th, uh, 100 page superstar, spectacular stars, uh, scars, uh, <laughs> written by Scott Snyder and art by Jock. Uh, what comes after Joe? James Tini in the fourth, and Mikhail John is the artist. By the way, that is Punchline's origin, for those who don't know. Yes. So if you are into Punchline, We're get not this. going to talk about We're that We're not today. talking about that. But it is there, and it continues in the yes. Joker War. Yes, it does. Uh, Kill Batman, uh, Gary Witter and Greg Miller, yeah. and all by Dan Mora. Adrian Eason, Dovecore, Denny O'Neill, and uh, and penciled by Luis... Jose Luis, Luis Garcia Lopez. You got it. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to burp at the same time. Uh, the War Within, written by Peter Tomasi. Uh, and art by Simone uh, Bacci. And then we have The Last Smile, which is done by Paul Dini and Riley Rosmo. Birthday Bugs by Tom Taylor and Eduardo Riso. No Heroes by Eduardo Medeiros and Rafael Albuquerque with art by Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And then Penance with Tony S. Daniel. And last but not least, Two Fell Into the Hornet's Nest by Azarulo and Brigimo. Yes. Hell yeah. This is a really good, this is a really solid It's a great lineup. Teams. So by the way, these yeah. are great lineups. Solid teams. And a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of the writers have written Joker stories before him. Yes. I think except for like Gary Witta and um, Tomasi. Yeah, so jump Tomasi into it. So I'm going to jump into Kill the Batman by Gary Witta, writer of my favorite Star Wars movie, Rogue One, and Greg Miller, one nice. of my internet idols. He's great. He does uh, Kind of Funny and he's was IGN forever. All right. Uh, so it opens up with Lois Lane talking inside the Batcave th- for um, the Daily Planet world exclusive. Bruce Wayne has died. Joker has killed him. And Alfred decided to, instead of obeying Bruce's last wor- uh, last wish of don't tell anyone I'm Batman, I don't want the recognition for doing what, I sh- what people should be doing. He says, I want people to know what my son did. First oh, of man. all, tears. Every time. Ah! Every time. <laughs> Bring Alfred back, you sons of bitches. 
And then it, uh, Lois talks to Commissioner Gordon and Superman and Harvey Dent, who's not Two-Face, but whatever. And just, they're all just honoring Bruce Wayne and what he did as Batman and as himself for the uh, city of Gotham. And then it jumps to a lot of narration from the Joker saying, Dark Knight, what a lot of pretentious crap. It's pathetic and it wasn't so funny. And he's just, he tells some jokes. He comments on Mr. Freeze talking. He comments on Wonder Woman. And then he comes to a realization. I won't give you the full spoilers on the last page. But he comes to a realization of, wait, it, without the Batman, what am I? What do I do? Why did I kill my best friend slash worst enemy? I have nothing to live for right now. I'm just going to go do something else, I guess. And then he becomes blank. And it's super funny. And it makes sense. Definitely go check it out. Uh, Greg Miller is his first time writing a DC book, so I thought that was really cool. That's another reason why I wanted yeah. to highlight it. Besides me uh, fanboying over his writing style through um, IGN and stuff, it's just he just good journalism. Yeah. And I like his personality. He's fun. <laughs> but uh, Gary Whitta as well. You can definitely see where Gary Whitta shines in this, besides just the Greg Millerisms. You see Gary Whitta's long, long text bubbles. You see... His slow wordplay, like it, it just works. Gary Whitta, I think, is one of the better writers. And if you haven't really checked out Rogue One, you fucking should. And also check out his book Oliver, which I believe the f last issue comes out soon. It's a, I want to say, image book. Yes, sir. Yeah, so definitely check out that story. It is my favorite. And Dan Mora with the art, oh, Mwah, icing on the cake, Italian kisses, icing on the cake. <laughs> Mwah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I did uh, War Within, written by Tomasi, and the art by Sam Benicia. Bring it back on Superman. So, um, this story is more of a nuanced type of storytelling. It's a lot It's a lot of um, quotes that the Joker is telling Batman as, where Batman's finding Joker covered in, uh, already uh, poisoned with Joker venom. And as a story, it's again, it's kind of hard to explain this without going into crazy detail. Um... Because every panel is another Batman fighting Joker mm -hmm. while he's so poisoned with Joker venom constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, and it's, it boils down to one big thing where Batman, I will not spoil it, but something happens to Batman. And, it, and it's a flashback to the killing joke. And then it ends with uh, a very creepy scene, but it's really, well, spoiling this story, because uh, it's really hard to, it's actually my favorite one out of the story besides the one, because Hunter took the better one. Um, Sorry, um, <laughs> I cool called dibs. I know. <laughs> what's cool about this is it's if you ever want to explore Batman and Joker's relationship to a T, that's kind of the story. It's, it's and there's a line that ends it. And I'll, I can spoil the last spoil the last line. Uh, I'm gonna spoil the, the very last line. The second to the last line is the more I wear your skin, the more I learn to beat you. Yeah, and it's kind of like I, I over time, like you will not beat me. As time goes on, there's no way you can beat me. Yeah, I am the best because I am learning from you and becoming you. Yes, and I love that concept because yeah. again, it's it makes like, sense. It's, it's like cat and mouse. It's like cat and mouse. Someone's gonna win at the end, and yeah. it's like, well, I'm going. It's to gonna be beat. the one who can cross the line. Yep, and so I, I, I've learned the way your skin. I can beat yeah. you. So yeah, I really do enjoy it. Again, so the Joker book again, we don't give grades on the anthology. On no, the I, anthologies. I think we did originally, and then we stopped after a couple because we're like. 
I, mean, I can grade my story, but I'm gonna I'm biased. So five, you know yeah, I mean? exactly. Like, so yeah, Osmeal graded, but we do strongly recommend it if you are a Joker fan, if you are a Batman fan, if you're a there's DC a lot fan, of Batman stories. Uh, I would go and get there's the only book. like two Joker exclusive stories. Yeah, and there's also the punchline origin. Yeah. So. so yes, you do need for continuity purposes. So yes, you need to get this book if you're getting Batman. Um, <laughs> but I do recommend it as a fan. And again, I'm a sucker for anniversaries. So Hunter, jump on with your book for the review. My book review this week is another AWA upshot book titled Old Home. It is written by Ollie Masters, who did The Kitchen and Killer Groove, and written by Rob Williams, who did a stint on Suicide Squad, and I'm sorry if I don't remember anything else you did, but I think you did some Shazam work before Jeff Johns, with art by Lawrence Campbell. This is a crime story mixed with supernatural elements. So, these three old mobster dudes, you don't really get their full origin in the first issue, but um, these three older mobster guys all meet up in their original hometown to discuss them ending the business and getting out of crime and going straight. So we see them burying a couple bodies and talking about like how, you know, I, I'd rather not be this guy. We need to get out of the business. We need to go back to doing what we want to do, like with our families and, you know, move on. And we get introduced to this cop character whose partner got killed, which we find out is one of the bodies inside one of the um, the graves off on one of the islands that they go to. I think they're, I think they're in New York, but I'm not 100% positive. But it's just really cool to see the art style and what they're doing with this book. Uh, I love Valley Masters. I love Rob Williams. His Super Suicide one was really good. I just really wanted to see more of it, but it is a five-issue miniseries. So asking for more is a little too much. But you do get to see, like, what they're going to lead up to. And there's a huge supernatural element that I don't want to spoil too much. <laughs> Besides, obviously, the title haunts. There's going to be ghosts. So it's they're going to be haunted by all the people they killed. And old haunts comes from, like, a term of, like, yeah. going back to my hometown, going to my old haunt, you yeah, know, where I course. used to hang out. So it's very... I just like crime books. I know you have. I read a lot of crime books for this show. <laughs> All right, so on a scale of one to five, we get them. Uh, probably a four. It's a very slow burn. Okay. You see, like the beginning of, like besides the front, the first page, yeah. and the cover, you see like that. You see the bodies like contrasting underneath the ground with their um, quarter and dime X's on their eyes. Yeah. And then you see like in the middle, there's like a little bit of teasing, but it's mostly just a crime story at the beginning. Okay. Which is good. But when you say when you sell it as this as like a crime supernatural book, you want the ghosts to be there immediately. You want right. them to be haunted immediately rather than a slow burn and them getting haunted right at the end. Right. So I wanted a little more ghosting, but the writing is fucking awesome. Yeah. And I kinda like the AWA books. Okay. As much as like it's a little weird that they're all miniseries and AWA stands for artist writers and artists, artists by the way. Yes. But like it's just really cool to see like the people they get and the stories they're producing. Even though a lot of them are kind of horror books. Yeah. If you know it's like Archangel yeah. Eight, Hotel or Hell, yeah. however you wanna however they sell that book. Yeah. Uh Resistance has got a little bit of horror element into it. Yeah. Year Zero is a zombie book. Yeah. So like but I just really like it. So good. I'm definitely giving it a four. It would be a five if it was a little faster. Okay. James, what did you read? Alright, so I because I am a sucker. Um, <laughs> You're always a sucker. I did Batman The Adventure Continues, written by Alan Burt and Paul Dini, and the all by Ty Templeton, who uh, I love it all because it's so reminiscent of the old school series. By the way, guys, this is a direct continuation of the original Batman anime series and uh, sequel to Justice League uh, Unlimited. Uh, it opens up with the basic, again, this is Ty Templeton's, Ty Templeton's art. Is, ah, it looks just like the show. I'm it looks just right like the show. It's just a show. So it opens up with Batman versus, uh, Batman versus Bane on a rooftop when a little mecha attacks. 
Um, you have to see a man in shadows kind of watching Batman. And then we get to the point where Batman and his little mech, a lot of it's this Batman and mech fighting, where then it brings you to Bruce finding out that that mech belongs to Lex. For those who don't know, Lex has appeared at the end of just the, the unlimited TV show, and now he's back, and we don't know why. Yeah, but he was, he was prominent in a bunch of them. Didn't he die? No, at the end of the very last episode of Justice League Unlimited, he disappears with Darkseid. Okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha. And now he's back, and we don't know why he's back. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of real that it does involve Brainiac. I uh, just for those of you know, he's but this is a direct it's a sequel, so he was bought to Brainiac for a while, and that's why he's trying to also bring back Brainiac mm. and why he's bringing Mech. Um, I won't spoil the exact ending of what the Mech's true purpose is and what's powering the Mech because it's a super mega spoiler. Um, but uh, it's it's like it's like watching the Batman animated series. It's like watching Just League Unlimited in my head. I'm reading it, and Kevin Conroy's voice is playing it as I'm reading. <laughs> he actually did do some story time. Oh yeah, no, I, I uh, cool. during um during the pandemic, and what's technically still in the pandemic, but he did the uh, this. By the way, for those who don't know, this is a digital first. So, um, it if you did the, the read along with Kevin Conroy, Kevin Conroy, um, this uh issue contains the hardware story, and issue two is going to contain the Deathstroke story. A uh, story, um. Because it's shorter in the um, digital ver- format, it's like three to four pages, really, digital format. Mm-hmm. Uh, that make up this issue. Um, I love it. I love Dan Moore's B cover. I love the A cover because it looks like Phantasm's actually coming, which is fantastic. And also, it's reminiscent of the original poster where he's standing on top of yep. the... Uh, and the, the only moment. thing that are new that are known, like when we first saw this poster, because this is the poster that they gave us, that you saw fan- you see Phantasm and you see Deathstroke. And Deathstroke yeah. wasn't in the original animated series. Exactly. For some reason, I think it's because he was too adult. Yes, that's why. Because he's and he was like, don't get me wrong, Joker's there and he's a murderous psychopath, but they didn't have any assassins no. except for Phantasm, which was yes. kind of an assassin. But, but which was also for the movie originally. Yeah, exactly. Which was only the used for the movie. A, the movie got a better, uh, a stronger rating. It was PG 13, yeah. Yeah, than PG. Yeah. So, um, as a sequel, this is a fantastic sequel. Um, it does rely on you knowing. I, I'll give you my rating. I'm giving it a four out of five. Yeah. Um, I would give it an exact five if this was a direct continuation without ties, 100 percent ties to the book. Mm. Uh, I know I wanted the 100 percent ties, but a fresh clean without needing to watch Just League Unlimited yeah. or rewatch Just League Unlimited. It's cool that it has the ties, but you'd like it to not have it so new readers can jump. On. Yes, it's, it's yeah. not. It's. I mean, explain it, but like for us, like all right, cool. He has Brainiac, and we know why he was has a Brainiac, mm-hmm. like. We know. I love that there's a mysterious character that's following him. Uh, for those two, I will not. Yeah, I will not. They they revealing him not fully, but you know, you know, yeah, as a fan, you know. (laughs) Um, And just you know that Ty Templeton did um, design the action figures. Yeah, uh, that came out, and those action figures are going to be in this book. So I spoil a little bit. It spoils a little bit. Don't look too hard to do it by the book. It's by the book. Just by the book. I love it. I'm giving it four out of five. I definitely recommend it for those that are fans of the anime series. That I'm getting the book because I'm. You give it a five. It was 100 percent new. If it was, I would give it a. I only reason why I'm giving it a a four. And again, it's not even that's new reader friendly. Is that be the way Just League Unlimited ended? Because again, you have to now realize this takes place between Just League Unlimited and Batman Beyond. Yeah, cartoon. right in the middle of it, yeah. So, and it's not that far The original long. Return of the Joker. <gasps> well, I, yeah, is this before? We'll see. Yeah, like, is this, is this I, I don't know, is this, is this is after Return of the Joker? at the end of this as well? Like, yeah, like, if it's like... Return of the Joker, I would love, I, I would love for this to be post-Return of the Joker. But that'd be way too far in the future. No, it wouldn't be that far. It wouldn't be that far, much farther. It wouldn't be that Batman's much farther. Batman's old in Batman Beyond. No, but Return of the Joker, he's so young. Remember, it's all he did was get rid of Tim Drake. It's all he did was get rid of Tim Drake. 
I, he wasn't that much older. I don't remember that. Yeah, uh, I've watched that movie a million times. It's well, not yeah, a, I think it's on DC Universe. Yeah, I would love for that. Like, even I would love for Batwoman to show back up in this. That'd the Batwoman awesome. from the That'd be movie. Awesome. The movie. I would love. Well, Phantasm might make an appearance. Yeah, so I would love to tie. It might just be a cover though, just because yeah. like, oh, she's a villain. You never yeah. But I would love to see I like I would like to see a lot of them because they are clearly with Lex being the first villain in this, yeah. and and tying it back to Justice Unlimited. Um, I would love to see like the stuff that they didn't get a chance to do, like storylines they, they get a chance to do. Yeah. Um, and tied to like whether it's Return of the Joker. Yeah, there were a couple um, canceled storylines. Yeah, Fatal Five. We know Fatal Five's canon to this. Yeah. Uh, we know um, the mystery of the Batwoman is canon. The mm-hmm. Batman Holly Quinn uh, is fine. You know, Batman Holly Quinn is tied to this. Yeah. So if they can make some nods and allusions to some of it, or where this falls in timeline, that's what I would love. Yeah, and that's the only reason I'm I feel getting, like they will. I, I just want to know where this falls timeline. Does it take place directly after? It might even take place before Justice League and right after Batman. No, it takes place after Bat. It takes place after Justice League. How do you know? It's absolutely confirmed because Lex Luthor says I'm back. He, they, everyone, oh, he says he's back. Yeah, okay. No one knows why he's okay, back. Gotcha, gotcha. No one knows why I he's didn't back. Get to read it so. because <laughs> and not because of reading. Um. Because he's him trying to bring back Brainiac is part of the storyline from just like, okay, gotcha. I didn't know yeah. it was directly after Batman because I know Batman. Uh, Batman came across Lex a couple times in his original yeah. show before. No, Superman. this this is actually a continuation of from uh, Just League Unlimited. Big thumbs. That that's the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, I that definitely wraps up our it. reviews, guys. Yeah, I definitely recommend <laughs> it. Yeah, definitely go out there and read it. So I'm gonna bring us home then. Bring us home, guys. Tonight. As always, thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, AndroidsComics.com, and check out this week's previews and new releases because they're there. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Android underscore Comics, the podcast Instagram Android's Amazing Podcast, and on Twitter Android Comics for update news. A lot of the news I just—it's all shock value a lot of times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can also now check us out live on Facebook Live or Android's Comics on Facebook. Every Tuesday, you get to see my pretty face talk about new releases that I don't talk about here on the show. Around four or five? Around four or five, depending on the day, because I still have to do a poll list. Yeah, and customers also come and in. And we have to, yeah. So, I try to do it on Tuesdays as close as between four, five and six as possible. Yeah. Um, because I love to show... And it's books that we don't cover on the show. Uh, we yeah, cover, it, we, we give special show. highlights, especially the graphic novels and new merchandise that yes. comes into the store like toys. Yes. So, don't forget that. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with a friend. And as always, support your local shop and have a good day. Bye.